Did you know that minions could help you relax? Yes, minions. The cartoon characters, little yellow dudes who hang out with Pharrell Williams. Those guys. Talking to them or your favorite cartoon character just might make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. What's up, y'all? Welcome to today's episode of Happy Brain. If this is your first time listening, what's up? How you doing? My name is Heather Parody. I am your host. Today, we're connecting with Steve Ricks. Do you remember Steve? He came on the show a couple episodes ago to talk about reigniting our imagination. We're going to need to reignite your imagination when you start talking to minions. Yes, that's our hot tip today. Before we get started, if you're like, what's going on around here? We look at fun outside of the box ways to keep your brain happy and stay mentally healthy. If you have a fun outside of the box tip or trick or some cool research that you have read recently, find us over on Instagram. It's at happybrainfm. Slide into the DMs. Hit me up. Let me know your fun mental health tips. And if you don't have any, just hit subscribe, leave us a review, and it'll make your brain happy. I promise you. And before we dig into this, who is Steve Ricks? He is the founder of Imagine That International and helps people discover the power of play, how it unlocks your genius. But really, minions, they help you relax? And it could be Bugs Bunny. It could be SpongeBob SquarePants, right? For me, it's minions. But the premise of the actual play state of having some physical um, representation of an imaginary, fictitious, Pixar-generated guy is that when I respond to it, something in me wants to come out. So what this does is it gives us a gateway to a version of myself that I haven't been familiar with for a long time. Because as a child, this is all I knew. I I'd talked to a rock and a flower in the wall and certainly things that looked like they could talk back to me. So when we talk about the play state, we're talking about a way to have an, a an avatar experience to live through the energy of something our imagination creates. Tell me how you would use your uh, chosen vehicle, the Minion. How would you use that day to day? Give me an example. Um, a couple things. So when we're children, we talk to things all the time out loud. As adults, if I were to talk to anyone other than another human being out loud and anybody were to see me, they might think I'm a little silly. Uh, they might actually think if I do it a lot, is he crazy? Is he talking to the walls? What's he doing talking to inanimate objects? And yet here's the reality of the power of, in my case, talking to a minion out loud. It changes brain chemistry. So when I'm having an inner monologue with myself, or shall I say a dialogue, me talking to me, this is where we get trapped in low self-esteem, in doubt, in anger, in lack of confidence. It's the conversations that happen between my ears that no one else hears. By having a physical avatar that I can literally say, what up, Bob? And he's like, give me a banana. Two things happen. One, I have to take on the energy of Bob 
as I understand him, right? And I only understand him because I saw Despicable Me and, and all those fun movies that Pixar made. I think it was Pixar, maybe Disney, but um, that made them, right? If you've seen The Minions or even our audience, they know that, that these big-hearted, carefree they just want an evil villain leader, which actually the great story is he ends up becoming a softie and not a villain. But the premise of these guys in my life are they're relaxed in what otherwise would be intense situations. So for me, it's a fantastic way to chill out when I use his voice and get a little silly. So I'm frustrated. I'm maybe having some anxiety or tense or whatever. I could grab, lack of better terms, just my minion, whatever that yep. is, bring yep. it to me. And I'm not just talking to the minion. I'm becoming the minion and talking back to myself. So you're having a dialogue between you and the minion. Yes, much like a child with a little girl with her baby doll or a little boy. When I was growing up, they were G.I. Joes, right? You know, that kind of stuff. And the brain chemistry shifts from an energy of of, of quietness, where I'm probably having some form of inner turmoil, to an energy of expression and possibility, because I've got to use imagination to bring Bob to life. Where did you learn this? Who taught you this? I was in a Toys R Us in Hawaii. <laughs> this is a great I, story intro. Um, and, and, I, and it was before Toys R Us in the United States went bankrupt. And I was doing um, an entire day seminar for about 40 people on states of play and how they can shift energy. And just as I'm getting ready to leave, I saw like a like three times the size of this guy and it said, press him. And it made literally the noises, right? Like the recording in its belly made the noises. I couldn't stop pressing him as I was going to the meeting. And then I started emulating the voice because... It just, it made me think about the movie. It made me laugh. It made me relax. Now, to your point earlier, not everybody's going to have a minion story. They might have a Scooby-Doo story, a, a SpongeBob SquarePants. Does it have to be a cartoon? No, right? Anything. Yeah. But the premise is by creating that form of play, something beautiful happens. Now, keep this in mind, too. There are eight personalities of play when that's a whole nother subject. One of them is theatrical right? Some people will enjoy this. Other people will never talk to something like that. It's, it's just not their natural way. And their brain might get in the way and saying, oh, that's child's play, which is the whole point anyway. But there's other ways to bring it out. That's just the benefit of this way. So if, if that feels weird to me, how do I know I'm resisting it? And this is something I need versus this isn't my way of play? Great, great question. And I think the answer comes with this. If I won't even pick it up and give it a try, then it's resistance. If I try and it just doesn't feel right, you know, it's the, that's the distinguishing factor. And by the way, when I actually coach people, one of the first things I do week one in our, our relationship is I say, now go out and buy a toy that you can talk to. Bring it back for the second session. Have created a voice. Give it a name if it doesn't already have one, right? It's not a character. If it's just a teddy bear or a, I don't know, whatever, right? A doll. But give it a voice. Give it a personality. Come back. We're going to have a conversation with it next week. And Heather, I only get one of three things. Oh, I can't wait. That sounds fun. Um, or, well, that's different. But sure, I'll give it a try. Or... I knew you said we were going to play, but do I really have to do that? And the answer is yes, because the first two 
generally find their way to an effective experience. The, the latter, the third one, gets a real clear picture of what the fork in the road between consciousness and subconscious behavior is. Because resistance usually drives me back into subconscious programs. Because it says, you're introducing something to me that I'm not familiar with, I don't like, or you've never done before. So we're just going to say, I don't need this. Okay. Make sense? Yep. And and this happens, this is like a, like I just read an article this morning that said, if we could think about play as scaff- scaffolding in the human transformation process, it's those tools to support neuroplasticity, meaning the ability to bend the way I view, perceive, right. and act in the world. The toy or the play state, particularly when it's a physical object, requires an interruption in consciousness to which I either say, no, thank you, and resist, or I say, we'll give it a try, and we'll find out if it's my play personality. Okay, so I'm going to try with you. Awesome. Can I do it with this? Absolutely. What's that thing? This is a this is a plant, and his name is Sir Patrick. I love it. (laughs) Tell me about Sir Patrick. If you're listening, guys, I just picked up a uh, probably three four inch fake plant uh, from Magnolia Target. Hello. Okay, so Sir Patrick personality. You said I would say Sir Patrick is. he, he feels like he's shy, but he's really not. Like deep down, he kind of has like this wild sense to him, but he right? feels like he can't let it go. Is he royalty? He was adopted into royalty. Okay. That's the complex. Ah, interesting. And does he have an accent? No. Okay. So um, even though he's shy, when you get him to talk, what does Sir Patrick like to talk about? Uh, Sir Patrick likes to uh, defer and ask you questions. Beautiful, beautiful. So what's the first question he's going to ask, seeing that he's hearing you and I having this little uh, podcast? Um, He's a little nervous and he is asking, he's asking what our summer plans are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now let's get this out of my buzz. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the idea, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So now here's the next step. Do you think you could coerce Sir Patrick to just let us hear his take on on this whole thing? I'm going to tell him my summer plans. Um, and then I'd love for him to tell us what he thinks. Okay. Sir Patrick, great for you to be on the show with us. My summer plans are um, in Arizona for another couple of weeks. Then I'm headed over to Sacramento to work with a client. Then I'm finally heading back to Hawaii, which has been home for me for years, but I've been away for a while. So I'm super excited. Going to do a lot of water sports. I don't know if you like that kind of stuff, Sir Patrick, being that you're a plant and all, maybe the salt water is not good for you. But then in September, I'm going actually end of October, (laughs) I'm going to see Tom Brady play in Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay play the Patriots, and then I'm headed to Europe. That's kind of my summer and my fall, but I've got an exciting few months. I'm catching up. So, Sir Patrick, tell me what you think about all this. Steve, I think you are just phenomenal. I love your energy. I love your vibe. And Tom Brady, you know, I'm not much into football, but I will say I am impressed by your ambition, your spunk and thrill for life. All right. Now, Heather, can you see what just happened there? Yeah, I became super self-conscious and uh, but then it was like effort and that was a yes. lot of fun. That was a lot and of fun. Th- yeah, and this is the point, right? Like right. theatrical maybe because there's eight play personalities and we're not all all of them, but we are touches of many of them. So when you get past the egoic mind, the imagination says, this is fun. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't surprise me if we get off this podcast and you and Sir Patrick now create some kind of irresistible <laughs> relationship. This is the premise. And people say, well, what the heck does that have to do with living a better life or being better in the workplace? Yeah. Well, your podcast is all about a happy brain. I want you to think about just give me three adjectives that, that describe the physical feeling of having letting go and leaned into the exercise. What did it feel like? Creative, mm-hmm. free, and really humorous. Yes. So humor lifts the soul. Yeah. Creative opens the mind and free. Well, that says it all. There's just no way that hurts a human being. It was interesting because when that I was asked. Fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And, and, and I experienced this because I watched body language. When I asked you if we could hear from Sir Patrick, I felt that moment <laughs> of self-consciousness. And I was like, then, oh, God. <laughs> right. And, but then on purpose, you you saw me become animated because that animation gives permission. gives permission for you to play and be theatrical. I mean, you did not hesitate when I asked, what did Sir Patrick think of that? You just became yeah. Sir Patrick. Yeah. So there's a lot of power in understanding how if it does nothing, it shifts consciousness. Now watch this. Like I have a coaching client tonight. We have a play date with Bob the Minion and um, who she calls Baby Yoda, which I guess is actually named something different Mm -hmm. Star Wars movies. But Mm -hmm. she just said, I like calling him Baby Yoda. This week, every day, she had a evening conversation that starts like this. Hey, Baby Yoda, what do you think I did good today? And Baby Yoda comes back with, what do you think I can improve on today? And it's fascinating that you picked up on right away that Sir Patrick doesn't usually have anything to tell you. He's always asking. It's our way of invoking and uncovering what's inside of us that's useful. Yeah. That sometimes that sometimes we don't see. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a prod mechanism for us to get to part of our brains that we might not otherwise. Make sure you connect with Steve over at imaginethatintl.com. That is linked in the show notes, along with what he calls a social experiment that they're doing over this summer called the Fun Frequency Challenge over on Facebook. People are posting all kinds of crazy stuff over there of how they're playing and staying mentally healthy. Again, that is linked in the show notes. But Before we run out of here, anything else, Steve? When people ask me if I was always the CEO of this company, which does not mean chief executive officer, it means chief experience officer for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I say the chief executive officer is actually Bob's buddy, Kevin the Minion, because almost every great idea I have created came from a conversation with my minion saying, what am I missing? What do I need to do differently? These are the things he'd say to me in his kind of minion-y voice. Um, and um, my point for you is this. While it may not be the minion for you, there's something out there that will help you unlock your genius, that will make your heart feel free, your brain feel creative, and... Um, and set you on fire for the best possible life. A happy brain for sure. There is something out there that will unlock your genius and set you on fire. Amen, y'all. So whether that is goat yoga, eating an orange in the shower, or relaxing with minions, I hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and make that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours 
happy. 